0: Hello, well, hello. hello. Welcome to Conversations with Goddesses, episode seven. I is it just kind of- it yeah. is seven. I just can't even wrap my head around that. This is this is just an exciting adventure. And seven I'm- episodes in heaven. Oh, <laughs> yes. Okay, so, so the first thing we wanted to start, we've touched on like the guy survey, like kind of asking these questions we always wanted to know from guys. M talked to a couple of guys recently, and she's going to share what she learned. Yes. So I just want to preface, um, I
1: was on a trip with um, two of my couple friends. So these two men that I was asking these questions to, and the girls chimed in too, they are both currently in about four to five year long relationships. Um, And I know that both of their girls were in the car when they were answering some of these questions. One of them does have a little bit of app experience, but they are definitely, um, their mid, early to mid thirties. So it's interesting to get their perspective. And I also asked them to kind of answer some of these based on things they've heard their friend group say too. And then I also asked my ex who is late thirties, some of these as well. So the first question was, What do you think about a girl that sends you provocative pics in the beginning, whether it's like you've just messaged a couple of times, you might've even had like a makeout or maybe one sleepover date, or maybe not at all. We're not talking about necessarily only nudes. I mean, it could be nudes, but it could just be simulated nude or a little peekaboo, but provocative. When I asked the guys this question, um, one of them was like, no, send it. It's awesome. And he said he would not lose respect for her at all. He just thinks that that's kind of an expected thing that happens now. And it's not, you know, maybe like 15 years ago, if you got a pick like that from a girl, you'd be like, what kind of girl is this? But I think that it's kind of the norm. The other one, if it was very early in the beginning, he would automatically assume that she is sending that same picture to multiple men. So he would feel like it wasn't special for him. And he said it would make him kind of look at her like, what kind of girl are you? We met up with another one of our friends on the trip who's like mid thirties. And literally his response when I asked him, this was like, hell yeah, send them. Like you can't, you know, that's like the best thing ever. So, and then X, who is late thirties said he thought if he got that very early on before he had any kind of like substantial relationship with that he would think that she didn't have respect for herself. And therefore that would probably affect the way that he respected her. Do you have any um, thoughts? Um,
0: on that? I'm trying to think, did you mention that the guy um, that was like, it would make me think less of her, that he was kind of more of a monogamist of
1: the two. When they answered, he seemed more hesitant about it.
0: It's going to say like, also I feel like the amount of experience dating and currently dating, like you were saying, how years ago, it would have been a bigger deal. Yeah. So even six months ago when I started dating on the apps, like I, I didn't have any idea like what the dynamics were in that. Right. Cause I just never been in that. And so I like, as far as sending pictures or talking to multiple guys at once or, or whatever. So I feel yeah. like the guy who was like, yeah, it's totally cool. Um, has probably had those experiences a little bit more, maybe.
1: Yeah, you're right. Their personalities are very different. Mm, So he seems to be maybe, like, a little more quiet and introverted. Uh So there's, you know, I don't know if that's a thing, too. Like, maybe it's a shy factor. Like, it's an initial shock more to some people than other people.
0: And I do think, like, like there's going to be different opinions about everything. Like, even sleeping with somebody. Like, some people say it's no big deal if you sleep together right away. Uh, Or some people, you know, and some people it's more important to wait. Yeah.
1: It's interesting Mm -hmm. you say that because there's something I want to touch on, that whole 90-day rule that they talk about with the sleeping together that a lot of um, experts, psychologists. I've never heard that. There's a 90-day rule about, like, if you can make a guy wait 90 days, Uh it really shows you what he's made of and how long he'll stick around for it. And apparently it's really
0: hard to do. But it's like the test. Again, would depend like how much time you spend with the person. I mean, you've been talking to somebody or messaging somebody you haven't seen in a month right now. Yeah. So if that counts as 30 of the yeah. days, that wouldn't be yeah. that hard. But if you were seeing somebody every single day, it'd be a lot Yeah.
1: Harder. But there was opportunity for it before that. So, yeah. Anyway, okay. The next question. Once you have sent said pictures to a guy, maybe in the beginning he was talking about things that had nothing to do with sex or your body. And it was like intriguing conversation about life and politics, whatever. Once these pictures have been set now, your only communication has moved to an only sexting type of thing. Like all of that stuff he did kind of in the beginning, it's now gone. And it's like, where's my next pick and like oh you're you know and they're all worked up so once it's moved to that place and as a woman can you set boundaries you know I sent you that picture I trusted you but now I don't like where this has gone and I want to kind of go back and I want to keep this part of it out for a while
0: Uh huh. and also on that kind of note I know this could be the people pleaser side of me but if I have sent somebody pictures and then if they text oh send another one then I almost feel like I don't want them to feel bad for asking yeah so So I have have a
1: personal experience with this one I did that, I sent pictures. I felt like it in the beginning, it was like long hour long texting about life and all this stuff. And then that's all it became like, where's the next picture and waking up in the morning. It was like, I'm so worked up and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know, at first it was kind of fun. And then I was like, okay, we're never actually ever going back to like that conversation. And I didn't like it. So I wrote a novel of a text message that literally was so long. You had to like tap on it to open another page. But I just was like, I'm going to just kind of have verbal diarrhea right now and say what I'm thinking, because this isn't something I'm used to. Like, I almost felt like it was a trick to like, get me to that point. Mm-hmm. And once I said that I was like, I know sending this long message saying now I want to set some boundaries. I don't like this is there's so much more to me than that. And you're not now even trying to like, I've made it too easy for you at this point, And I don't want to do it anymore. And I knew when I hit send, I was probably either killing any chance of that moving forward or I knew he could like listen to it and he ended up actually listening to what I had to say about it and actually the next morning it was a text message about some current event that was going on and he was like I'm trying to send something not and I was like okay so he listened and now I have to say there's like a perfect mix like there's still the fun stuff but like throughout the day it's like articles and not sex related at all so but yeah so I, I guess I did kind of go back and set a little bit of a boundary but I also try to now not be like rigid like I'm like okay since he respected what I asked I'll still throw him something without making him have to ask for it yeah so that makes it feel like I'm the one controlling that a little bit too mm-hmm. but anyway those guys both said absolutely if they're a respectful man a girl should be able to say what is making her comfortable or not comfortable at yeah. any point point. Mm-hmm. and if they don't then they're a piece of shit yeah which we know there's plenty of pieces of shit like, if they walk away because that
0: made them mad, then you kind of dodged a bullet early on. Right. And I think a lot of, well, I mean, I can't speak for a lot of girls. But I think the tendency can be for, for girls to be like, okay, if they've got somebody interested, they want to, like, almost tread a little bit softly and not scare them away. You've got to. You've got to just, like, put yourself out there and risk them yeah. walking away and mm-hmm. know that that wasn't the match anyway. Right. But it's hard because in this game, in the app game, there's a lot of rejection so it's it's really hard to invite more rejection right but it but it is still like sticking
1: to your guns and like avoiding a a situation that's just gonna over and over again probably not just about pictures make you feel bad okay question number trace I asked them, what is something that a girl you were really interested in before the first sleepover hookup? You were pursuing her. You knew you liked her. You were attracted to her. You have your first hookup and sleepover. What is something that would turn you off that next morning? What could happen during the sleepover or the next morning where you're like, nope, I'm out and the sub questions were, could it be like her body, whether it be stretch marks, cellulite scars, um, her smell, um, her snoring. Oh God, I would die. I don't think I'm a snorer. The two guys that I asked, both of them kind of agreed lingering was a huge one. One of them specifically said, I don't like it when a girl can't read the room. And I'm putting out the clues as nicely as I can that like, it's time for you to go. And she's just like snuggling up to me or like almost insinuating, like she keep the date going and like, let's go get breakfast. And you're just like, get out of my house but you can't say that without being an asshole so it's like you try to subtly be like oh well, I've got a lot of work to do or I've you know I've got to get and they just don't get it that And just then it just
0: blows my mind that happens like enough for
1: them to even mention yeah. it because then the other one China, and he's like oh yeah lingering's the worst oh, and I'm like gosh. oh my god and then they both also said hygiene is huge so like whether that's a smell that she has going on in her lady parts but also one of them said I guess he had had a girl or somebody stay over oh well you probably want to go home and brush your teeth and stuff and she's like oh I don't need to brush my teeth Teeth and he's like, gross. Like, like you're saying it blows your mind. I know that like, you and I like would be on our daintiest, girliest behavior. You don't want him to see you like do anything gross, but I guess there's some girls that just like let their gross flag fly. Wow. And, um, and then, um, X said the same thing about hygiene, but I think that reading the room and lingering is
0: I, I almost feel like I I err on the on the side of like assuming nobody wants me to be around that oh. long anyway. I guess like I actually, but I think it's just because it, it's awkward for everybody that first it, time. It is, and I just actually one of the guys that I had dated recently, um, we were talking about past relationships, and one of the things he talked about was the last like mini relationship this girl would do that would like hang out. She would be hanging out, and he would just be like ready for her to go, to go. and she wasn't getting the cues. But he told me this toward the beginning, so then I was on super high alert. Of course, oh like my god! Then. So I'm you're like, out the door yes. It's like four a.m. Oh, so twice when I would just gone over there for dinner, and it could have very well turned into a sleepover, and we'd already had sleepovers. I, I mean, if I so much as saw him like look tired, I'm like, you're tired, oh, I okay. go, <laughs> and would leave. That kind of sucks. You got prefaced with that. Oh though. my god, that's not the only thing from this person too. And I really do appreciate his honesty, <laughs> but um. The other thing, and I asked him outright, just out of curiosity, I was like, have you ever let a relationship linger just so that... Linger is the word of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Just so you can have, like, continue having sex with this person if you have nobody else, like, on the horizon to have sex with, even if you already know that you don't want anything else with them, even if you did previously and they might think that you do. And he said yes. Yeah, I'm sure that happens a lot. And I appreciate it again. Like, that's probably really hard to say and admit, But then I was just like, and I said to him, I was like, oh my God, don't let that ever happen. Yeah, because I feel like guys who do that, who let it go on past after they know,
1: that's when they end up turning into dicks waiting for the other girl to leave. They're like, what can I do to piss her off enough to make her, because I don't have the fucking guts to break it off. Mm -hmm. So it's easier to just be like a dick. So they'll like be like, okay, I don't want this anymore. That sucks. But it sucks that you had all those um, notions in your brain going yes. into it. I would be like walking on a minefield too. Oh my too. God.
0: And I've already like, you know, new enough to the dating thing, self-conscious enough. I've had enough... Obviously, if you've listened to our previous episodes, Buckboy boy episodes to feel like already, you know, guys are looking for a way out all the time. Yeah. So then to be like, have that extra thing in your head, you're just like,
1: mm-hmm, thanks. Okay. Speaking of, this is kind of a good segue into the next question. The next question was when you know you're going to ghost a girl or fizzle out of the relationship, what pushes it past that point for you? Like, is there that sudden click in your brain? And you're like, yeah, tomorrow I'm never talking to her again, like for the rest of my life. Is there a certain thing? So both of them said they had ghosted. X said he had ghosted, but he prefers to fizzle. And both of them just said that they realized when it was a waste of time. And it also depended on how long the relationship yeah, was. Yeah, I
0: was going to say that would, like, if I'd gone out with somebody, even a couple of times, and then it was a ghosting situation, I don't think I would care that much. Yeah. Um. I think that the line for me is... is Together. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But I think a lot of them are saying
1: if it was some girl that they maybe had
0: texted with, maybe gone out on one oh.
1: date with, but I think they all collectively agreed if they were being the best version of themselves, they would consciously try to fizzle as opposed to ghost. Because if you have any sort of conscious.
0: But, so are you saying that you think and they think that fizzling is better? I think they think
1: that fizzling is less like, um... I almost think that's worse because that drags out. It's like a slow ghost. I think, yeah, it is a slow ghost. But I think that for some reason they think it's less harsh than just like, I talked to you today and then tomorrow it's like I fell off the face of the earth. It's easier for them to be like, and I'm guilty of this too. It's easier for them. But I've done this too because I feel like cowardly wise, it's easier for me to be like increasingly like I'm busy oh this isn't gonna work then my, yeah. I get back to you a little slower and then I feel yeah better about that
0: yeah I guess it depends how you do it because I think that if you do kind of give people those signals like you're busy a couple times and then they should that should be the the subtext that yeah. we all collectively agree is like we don't want to see each other again but if it is something where I don't know they let it go on too long or if
1: they're cruel about it like if you were to just if you were just keep saying like got it Another day went by. I'm so sorry. But I think if you were to do that and be like, we'll try again next week. If you keep putting the hope in there that Uh it's going to
0: happen, then that's mean. Or if you, you know, one Saturday night don't have any other options and you're like, oh, this person doesn't know that I'm out of That's broadcasting. Yeah, I'll, yeah. like, let's, you know, have a sleepover and then continue. That would be. Yeah, that's great. Cool. Really but I think if you know, you're you're going to get to a point where you're never speaking to them again. But if you, I feel like if you slept with somebody, then either ghosting or fizzling. Is wrong. Is wrong. They are,
1: they're owed the respect. Mm-hmm. You had your penis inside of her. So yeah, you uh, can just say, this isn't working out. Right. Best of luck to you. Okay. The next question is, what characteristics of a girl intrigue you in the beginning to make, make you want to make first contact with? whether it's on an app, whether you see a girl with a group of her girlfriends at the mall or at a bar or wherever, like what is something about that one girl in a group of other girls or a sea of profiles that you're like, I need to see what's going on with this one. One of them said style is something that generally stands out to him. And these are a younger generation. They're kind of hipstery. Like, you know, I don't know if it's cause we have all these like influencers and everybody leaves their house looking like they're ready for like an Instagram photo shoot, but he definitely thought style would catch his eye. Not like that's the end all be all deal breaker if they don't have style, but that would probably something that would make him like go, huh, I like the way she kind of put herself together. The other one said smile and happiness. And then X said, and we talked about this yesterday, he said that there's something that girls have. And we were saying guys have this too. Yeah. He said it, the only way he could describe it is like a glow, like a light that comes from the inside. And Mm -hmm. like some girls just have this thing that just literally shines from their inside out and you can't put your finger on it. But it like everybody in the room looks at them when they walk in the room.
0: I liken this to uh, a positive vibe is what Mm -hmm. I say. And like, I put that on my profile when it says like, what are you looking for? for and um the number one thing is a positive vibe and i just especially coming out of a relationship where there was kind of a negative vibe um the first guy that i dated fuck boy zero my first fuck boy love, had that. And it was just like, felt so fun and good. And I felt like I have a positive energy and I felt like it fed off each other. And it was just like, it just felt good. Yeah. Yeah. You're just happy. Positive vibe is important. So important.
1: And I think that I'm attracted to that too. I think everybody is like, you can't, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's people that are like, you're too happy,
0: but I mean. Right. And also like, but I think if it's not forced, forcing it or something Mm -hmm. you can tell. But if there is a group of people and you can see that they're just like in the moment and being happy and kind of like a glass, there's a glow person. It doesn't radiates. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, the next question
1: was, have you ever honestly copied and pasted a text with the same conversation or like whatever, like good morning, beautiful, whatever to multiple women at one time? Like they both said, no. X said no to the two younger guys. They honestly, they said they have friends that they know that do that they just both seem to think that that just sounded so exhausting. Yeah. It almost seems like more exhausting to like go and find all these girls and copy and paste. And then you have to go back and remember who responded. And like well, what. but if
0: you're, but if it's in your text and say you're messaging with five or six girls and you just, you have their names and then you just go through and copy and yeah. paste it all. So you can, they both just were well. like, Oh God, that just sounds like a nightmare. Yeah.
1: But I don't think they're fuck boys. And so I, that's the difference. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that probably does happen. And also I, I want to point out, I don't think it depends at what point you're at with them. Mm-hmm. Where that is like a really negative thing. Like, uh, I mean, if you're messaging with people for the first time on apps, yeah. I mean, it's like, it can get kind of hard to come up with a. Whole- I think it's like,
1: I, I think I was asking them, like, when you've had enough of a text relationship with somebody where it would become player y. Be right. That. So
0: if you're just like, Starting with people and getting to know people. I mean, how many different ways can you ask? Like, how was your weekend or whatever? And you right. just like copy and paste that. And then
1: there's so. a meme that's funny going on Instagram, and it's like, can I just find a husband already? I'm sick of like eight
0: guys asking me how my week was. Oh, like, you know, I know what know. I mean? Yeah. Okay, so like kind of a tangent to the copy and paste text. I know that I've, I come off as somebody that like uh, texting is kind of like a triggering thing for me, but I guess it kind of is because think also like right now in this, this world that we're in, I mean, a chunk of your relationship is texting. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're not seeing each other every day and you're not living together and you're not like, that's how you communicate. That's how you stay Mm -hmm. connected and everything. And, um, you know, understanding people can't text all day, every day and everybody works and that's fine, but it still is kind of important. So my ex And this made me so mad when um, I found out what he was doing. I was thinking this could be where the seed was planted about the importance of texting because when we first started dating, he was a very unavailable in a lot of ways. And so when I would text and there wouldn't be a response, it was like it hit me a lot harder. And so, uh, you know, as the relationship evolved and as he became more available, he would still be really bad about it. And I would ask him to text me. I would say, hey, I'm noticing like I'm texting you first every single day. And he'd say something like, oh, well, I know you're working and I don't want to bother you. And or I think you're like, it'll be late and you're sleeping. I'm like, I do not disturb on while I'm sleeping. And if you text me during a client or something, I will just see it when I'm done and be like, oh, nice. He was thinking about me then in reply. So I was like, just, just text. And he was just so bad about that. And then um, there was this feature on the phones. I don't know if it just came up or he just discovered it or it was an app or whatever where it's the automated text thing. Like, you know, if you type O-M-W on my way, pops up. Um, So there was one where you could like plan when it was going to happen. And so you could ahead of time be like, oh, every night at 8 o'clock at night, send the good night text or whatever. It could be like um, laid out and planned. And you wouldn't even have to do anything. You would just set it all up ahead of time. So... Yes. Weren't you talking about a Sex and the City episode or something? Yeah, Sex and the City that we always reference because it was the best dating show
1: ever. But Samantha was dating Richard, who was like the wealthy guy, and she was getting all these gifts. And the gifts would say it it was like a Chanel purse. And the little card inside would say like, sexy for sexy – best Richard Yes, I and remember she one. was like so excited she was getting these little notes and cards and gifts from him all the time and then one day she's coming out of the shower and she busted his assistant like putting it in her bed and she realized he probably was doing that to multiple women and didn't know Ugh. that he was even what he was even sending her so she kind of said okay well and the guy was like oh my god I'm gonna get fired so she's like well why have you and she asked him to write love Richard on the next card so she could read the card in to Richard out loud and see what he did and he ended up being like that's right Samantha I love you but he ended up being a whore anyway. All right. um, um,
0: but also, yeah. so, so, so she's probably thinking and probably was the case. Like he's probably giving his assistant like, Oh, add this girl to the list, add this yeah. girl to the list. And they probably have like the assistants probably like, okay, well month one with this girl, we send flowers. We yeah. have two is a Chanel and they have all their, three.
1: all the girls birthdays in there and they all get flowers on their birthday from the secretary. The guy doesn't even know when their birthday is.
0: And so that doesn't count. No, it I doesn't. mean like when that, that whole cliche saying the thought that counts, um, Yeah, it kind of does. And also lack of thought. Yeah. Too. So, um, anyway, this ex of mine one night (laughs) sent me a text at like bedtime, you know, maybe nine o'clock or something. And it said, Good night. Have sweet and beautiful dreams or something like that. That was very specific that he'd never really texted like that before. But I was like, Oh, look, he's making an effort. And he's trying to text me something like that's really sweet. And then, um, like a week later or something, I was about to go to bed. And I get a text from him at the exact same time saying, good night, have sweet and beautiful dreams. Or Worded the exact same way. And I'm like scrolling up through my text like, wait a second, this matches exactly same time, same words. And I asked him about it. And it turned out that he had set that up. Yeah. So he didn't have to think about it anymore. He could just... Put in his phone, and like, he's appeasing you, and the things that you've complained oh, about. actually I'm so having to work to appease you. Mad. So, do you think I'm like overreacting by that making me mad? Or? No,
1: I think that that would piss me off too. I would be uh, like, wait a second. It's almost like he knows he's going to be such a piece of shit to not make effort uh, that he's just like, this will take care of it, and then I don't have to listen to her bitch about it anymore, and I don't actually have to. You know, everything in relationships is compromise. So it's like, I'm sure there were going to be things in your relationship that he was going to ask of you that you probably needed to work on, but that's the whole point of working on it. What he did was take away any responsibility.
0: Yes. That's, yeah, that's right. That's almost like saying, asking somebody else, like giving that, like if he had asked and delegated it to his phone. Yeah. Like if you did have an assistant be like, Hey, can you text her from my number? Every, I mean, it's the same thing. And the fact that he doesn't even know like when they're going out and what, like, I mean, anyway, anyway, so, so there's that.
1: And then this is a good one too. I asked them how much, How much does a woman's past influence what you think about her today? Um, I got a couple of different answers from the guys that were in the car. So one of them said he pretty much doesn't judge a girl by anything in her past as long as they can have an open conversation. Like if it's something serious, like say she's like a felon or, you know, um, crazy debt, you know, you never know. He said as long as they have an open discussion about it and she can communicate that she's been working on it and he can see that she's been working on it. But also if I start to see red
0: flags and I know about her past, then I might be like, exactly. okay, you like put it down. And in fact, one guy that I recently had an ice cream date with that um, would not connect for many reasons. But when um, we first were looking him up and doing a little background check, we saw that he had domestic violence on his, in his past and um at first that would be like oh my god no way but then after doing a little more digging i saw that his ex wife was a lawyer and that this was right when they divorced, and that it had there was like custody issues yeah. and divorce specific issues. So then you start to wonder, okay, it's possible that the ex put something out there, and so that would be something to file away. And then if you saw like some kind of aggression or anger issues, you could be like, okay, like I have I have the information to back that up.
1: See, I I wouldn't be able to do it. Because I, I am a firm believer of even if she – I feel like when there, where there's smoke, there's fire. And with something like domestic violence, and if they are capable at any point – But I'm saying like if she completely made it up. But I, but I mean, okay, so take him out of it. Even okay. if it's a guy and we're having that open discussion where it's like, mm-hmm. let me tell you, I've been working on it. I've even gone to some anger management. I still would know that there was a point in their life where they were capable of snapping and putting their hand on. Right. A woman. Okay.
0: Well, that's two different things. So I'm saying, like, if you discover something or hear something about somebody, like it's worth having that discussion. Yeah. And if it's something that was like um, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, right. for example, like um, you know she had accused him of domestic violence, and then as time progressed, it um, it looks like she may have been violent.
1: To him, Yeah. And his ex-wives and girlfriends came out and like in his defense and was like, he's never put his hand on anyone. <clears throat> but a sub question to this, how do you, okay. So this is just interesting yes. because now we have access to like all of these background check things. Yeah. So if you say like you went on that date with that guy and I go and look for you cause I have a program. <laughs> um, I go and look for you and I see this stuff pop up and I come to end, which I did. And I was like, I'm a little worried about this. This is a red flag to me. Like, I don't know. How do you have that in the beginning conversation? If, if this, if this is something he's never going to offer up to you, but uh-huh. you know, this, how do you have that conversation and then say, I had your background looked into.
0: Yeah. I think, okay. As a woman, I think it's probably not, not as hard because it's it's, scary. It seems reasonable that a woman may look at a guy's criminal past. Yeah. Um, And I, you know, do try to have the first couple of dates be, you know, a FaceTime date, a walking date, a coffee, and I, something where you're in public or you're not. Yeah. And so after (laughs) a couple of those, if you got to where you were going to go back to his place or be alone somewhere together, then before that, I, I think I would then ask Say, about hey, that. Say, hey, I had you looked up. Yeah. And just and like, I think it's fair because, like, I, I honestly have
1: this program because of one of my jobs. I have to look up people uh-huh. just to figure out where they are and who they are and, like, what assets they have. So, but it's convenient to have it because now all my girlfriends are like, hey, can you look up this guy? But it's true. Like, right. So it's a scary
0: I, world. If I let this person know, if you get to the point where you're going to mm-hmm. be alone together, this is what, you know – I want to have a conversation about this. This is what I found. As a practice, my girlfriend always knows where I'm going to be, the address I'm going to be at, and who I'm going to be with. That's smart. So then if he wants to take that as like, yeah, let's let's cut our losses here and let's go our separate ways – or if and that's he's a red like, flag in itself. Right. Right. And then the
1: other one that they said was cheating. One of them was like, I think I would be okay with a cheater if I knew that there was like a legit reason for the cheating because sometimes, you know, a woman can be being psychologically abused or she feels like she, you know, things can happen as long as it's not like a, a, a serial behavior of hers. Like she didn't cheat on every guy and was kind of flipping about it. Like, oh yeah, you know, whatever it just happened. I met this guy at a bar and blah, blah, blah. But if it was like, this was a real bad time in our like marriage or relationship. And both of us were kind of straying and it was, I regret it. I'll never do it again. The other one was like, even if that conversation happened, there would always still be that. Like once a cheater, always a cheater. Kind of like what we're saying. Like if a guy can put his hand on a girl, this one seemed to think like if a girl's capable of breaking the relationship,
0: but I don't know. I I have a different perspective on that. I think with the mm-hmm. violent thing, the aggression, aggression and violent thing, um, is a very specific character trait. Like um, it's a flaw. I don't know. Yeah. Unless unless if it was like oh well I was you know, an alcoholic and or, defending yourself. Like, or, or mean, defending yourself, like i you're defending yourself out
1: and unfortunately girls can't really hurt guys, but a guy defending himself could probably really hurt a girl and in
0: all fairness, just being trying to like, stop her from. So I could see how you could say, okay, even somebody who has been th- through anger management or whatever, or, or tried to resolve if it was like a related to alcohol issues or something else, or, um, and also the stakes are super high there because if they, you know, have a violent episode on you on a you know, guy on a woman, it's It's going to be like. And it is scary when
1: people. We both know somebody that I knew. Had a violent past with an ex-wife. And then some of my other girlfriends. Come along and want to date him. And he's played himself up like. Oh and then they end up being attacked by him. And I'm like so that's why it's scary. It's like. And he's a charming person that you would never, you would, you would fall oh, yeah. right into that. Oh, and claims to be so Christian
0: and everything. Right. And, yeah. but
1: that's what, exactly. And that's yeah. terrifying. And they're all like, oh no, I'm strong, independent. I can do, I'm like, okay. And then they end that, up getting into that is It
0: is scary too. And like, I'm a, i am I work out a lot. I feel like I'm a strong, capable person. But when you've ever been in a position where you are being restrained by a man at all and you realize, oh my God. Yeah, it doesn't matter how strong I think I am. Like it doesn't match. It, it doesn't. You match. won't ever match them. You won't. Just the way that they're built and the the broadest. Yeah. I remember with my son when he um was like you know 11 12 years old or whatever, and you, and you like play around with them or wrestle around or or whatever. And uh, he still he wasn't even as tall as me yet, but there was a point where I was like, oh my gosh, like if he yeah. he's to? if he wanted to like totally restrain consume me, me. you, yeah. I could yeah, and you would be overcome. That's a scary thought. It is. But then tying that back to the cheating thing, I feel like that's a little bit different. Um, just because and if it was maybe if it was a serial cheater. That's if, what I yeah, that's oh, what they saying. Oh, if it's oh, okay. a serial, like she's just like, Oh, whatever, I just like all up the guys but if it was just like um if it just happened once, yeah. Um, and then I think it has a lot to do with then how it affected that person if they were like, Oh my god, yeah, yeah, this happened. And I, it was the worst moment, you know, it was the worst time of my life. And I felt awful. And I know what that feels like. And I never want to feel like that again. And I never want to do that to anybody. Um, Then if they so going back to like, if they've grown from it and have moved on from that, then I think that says something.
1: And then this is the last question does a woman's financial success or career standing affect you wanting to pursue a relationship with her um and then i also get asked them the sub question if a girl is like on the flip side of that coin she's upfront and honest and says look i have one career two careers i work 80 hours a week like i want to see you when i can but my job is demanding one of them said he does not care if a girl doesn't have a job like if she was straight up like on a first date like i don't work he said i wouldn't necessarily all of a sudden throw up like okay that's it i'm out as long as she was doing something fulfilling with her time, whether it be charity, working, you know, volunteering with kids or uh, like writing a book, or as long as she's just not sitting there eating bonbons, watching Jerry Springer every day while he's off working, as long as she's doing something with her life, because I think that's a good point though, too. I think, someone who's just sitting at home they they're, they're going that's going to cause issues in your relationship they're going right. to be resentful they're going to feel bad about themselves but i think as long as they're out like in the world doing something mm-hmm. making a difference or even not making a difference just staying busy
0: and also and i don't know i might be like totally reading way too much into this but if um, it depends i guess what their financial situation would be too because if you were like doing charity work and writing a book and you had family money and you're able to do that that's one thing but if i you, think like- he was
1: saying he would be okay to foot the bill for her if he like really was into her as long as she really? was doing... That yeah. is
0: interesting because I feel like that might say something else about somebody's like mindset or character. If they're like, I am not paying my bills and I'm not going to seek out a way to make money. I'm just going to do something else fulfilling.
1: I don't know. Yeah. He just thought if they, if they had a good relationship and it and as long as she was doing something, the other one, 100% yeah. was like,
0: I would think that that was probably like a gold digger situation. This reminds me of a tangent too. guess Like, so my ex pursued in a career in, in one of the arts industries, I'll just say. Mm-hmm. And he'd had enough success, you know, early on where he was able to support himself with it and everything. And then over the past few years of our relationship, it got harder for him to support himself with it. And even though he was pursuing this and working really hard at it, he was still not and, sitting on his ass every right, day. And right. like really working hard to try to get business and try to do stuff and put stuff out and market himself. But nothing was coming in. Were he you guys living anymore. together? No. Okay. Never lived so together. So you were never like having to split rent and bills? Correct. And all okay. But if I ever wanted to, like, go to dinner or go to a movie, you felt like you had to pay. I had to. Either wow. that or
1: I didn't go. How many years did that go on for? Because I think that look, I've been in this situation where with X, Both of us would go up and down a little bit because being in the industry that we're in, but it didn't go on forever. Like, as long as I knew there was a period of months Uh where, like, I was, because we did live together, we were engaged. So I knew I would probably be paying, uh, like, most of the rent and the bills until he could pay me back and paying for trips and dinners. But as long as I knew there were times where he would reciprocate that, it made it less... But I, if it went on for years and years. No, at the very
0: beginning, he he did pay for stuff. But, I mean, I'd say the last at least five years, if not seven. In the beginning
1: when he paid for stuff, was he, like, whining and dining you? Or was it just, like, still, like...
0: Um, no, it would be just... And, <laughs> and I would still try to pay my own way a lot. Of- I need some whining and dining. I would still have so much pride that, like, if I was with him and he would be, like, oh, where do you want to go to eat? I would be, like... I don't even want to offer a suggestion because I can't afford to go eat there. And yeah. it feels so weird to expect him to pay every single time we go out, even though that shouldn't be that weird. But then when the table I would turned, feel weird if they paid every time we every went out. Every single time. And extensive. I wasn't in a position, I'd like, that's when I was, like, you know, financially uh, not at my strongest. And then I started, you know, make more money every year, and he wasn't. So I had to calculate that. Like, if we're yeah. going to go to a movie, I'm paying for three people. Three people. people. And, then, um, and then if it wasn't, like, with my son, if I wanted a date of any kind, Then I had to know that I was going to pay for it. And I did. So he was pursuing that. So he had that drive, but he didn't have the bank account to support that. And he would start to get really stressed out about it and really panicked about it. And I would be like, Hey, you got to put that on pause and focus on just finding something to put money in the bank. It even has nothing to do with your career and he's like oh but I wouldn't make enough money in that and then I'd be giving up like if I pursue this I could it's make that more starving like, artist
1: mentality oh my
0: god but you've got to be practical too yeah but some people aren't a lot of artists are not like, literally until I, my dream is realized it, it was hard for me to sympathize with him when he would be in like a downward spiral over it because I'm like yeah you're talking to somebody that when I was you know financially not at my best I'm working jobs around the clock yeah. to provide, and I would not take money from anybody. Yeah. This is, well, um, that's like, the same way that I think that's our single
1: mom mentality. Yeah. I've never had a man ever in my entire life support me in any way, shape, or form. Neither. Like you said, worked my ass off, went back to school as a grown up. You did too. Like we now have two careers. I mean,
0: yeah. And now we're starting a podcast. <laughs> <I> now <laughs> we are podcasters. That's right. Well, I wanted to go off on that. Um, this is kind of tied to the financial yes. thing. So I went on a walking date, Yes, an outdoor walking date with a new guy last night. And I'd had a FaceTime date with him initially. And, and I then, haven't heard about this yet. No. This I'm going to hear this live on air. So I kind of have expanded my criteria and, and I got back on one of the other apps that I... Um, Hadn't been on in a while called The League. So I was Explain like... Explain
1: what The League is. It's... Because um, I hadn't heard of that.
0: Now, what I know... I am um, pro- i don't know if I'm pitching this right or not, but um, there are certain criteria... So you have to qualify. You kind of have to qualify. And I don't know if it's different yeah. from men and women. And so I remember when I first got on it, and they only give you three three people a day which is crazy them. and I wonder if that's just because they have a limited supply maybe when I first got on I was like okay well that it's fine but it's kind of like boring like then I got on Bumble and I was like I can swipe like 300 a day and
1: that's like really fun <laughs> that seems overwhelming to me I almost feel like an ADD person I would prefer the three choices a day it would make oh. me focus
0: I got back on it and thought okay I'm gonna open up like you know expand my options to a little bit older than before and, like... Which is smart. Which is smart. And and instead because of just going off of, like, do I feel an instant attraction to this person? Yeah. Like, then look a little bit, like... What do they do for a living? Like, where do like, like they, like, what they like to do? Because just like we always
1: say, we feel younger than our age and mm-hmm. act sillier. There's probably a lot of guys who might be, like, in their 50s who act like they're 30. Right,
0: right. So I, um, so this guy's 51, and we had a FaceTime, and it was, it was fine. I mean, I didn't feel like a super automatic attraction or anything, but, but he was nice and had a sense of humor and seemed like... How many times did you talk to him before the walking date? Uh, just one. Okay. One text, one one FaceTime. FaceTime. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we went on a walking date last night. And so I'm going to touch on the financial thing. So I, I'm financially stable. I have a three bedroom house for my son and I, I provide for him. I've got, she's you know, a boss babe. All of my bills are paid, but being a single mom for 17 years and having gone through ups and downs financially, I work... Six days a week, pretty much, like, forever. The past, like, like I don't have vacations. I don't, like, travel a lot, obviously. And I don't come from a rich family or a rich upbringing. So we're on this walk, and, and we're talking about, like, you know, what we do and everything. And, and then uh, we talk about restaurants that we like and foods we like. And then he's like, well, where do you like to travel? I can't remember if he started talking about... As long as he didn't say, where do you like to summer? Right. <laughs> I can't remember if he started about... Or uh, he might have started to say like he travels a lot for work, but then he also like travel travels and he was talking about like, oh, I don't know if you've ever been to the Philippines, but the Philippines like they have these like little islands, and there's like um, only like 30 bungalows or whatever on this one little island. It's a really cool thing, and then he's like, Oh, and I also like this about like Milan and, and London, and he's listing all of these places, and then he asks me, like, where do you like to travel? And I'm like, um, well. I was like, I, you know, I love LA. Like I used to live there and I try to get back there when I can. Like, I guess next to that, like um, the last time I went anywhere, I didn't say how long ago, but it was like seven years ago was Cabo for a couple of days. And I was like, well, that was fun. Um, and then he's asking about all these other places and I have like not been anywhere else. And then, and then he was like, doing the beach or mountains thing. And I was like, well, like mountains, like hiking, you know, like I love the Canyon hikes in California and everything. And he's like, well, you know, like Breckenridge and like, you know, skiing in the winter and hiking in the summer or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I've never been there. He's like, he's like, I love skiing. Do you like skiing? And I was like, I've never been skiing. I've never been. And that's why I said. That's my choice. I don't, Fucking want to be cold? I, yeah, I don't either. But <laughs> that's not... The opportunities never come up. Right. So I said, well, I've never been skiing. He's like, you've never been skiing? And I'm like, no. And then um, I was like, I haven't had a, a vacation. I haven't traveled. And I don't have family that like would watch my son yes. if I was going to do that. I don't have the money to do that. I've but never... But the single
1: mom thing is real. My mom and my sister used to go backpacking across Europe every summer. They went to Hawaii on a vacation,
0: and I could never go. So anyway, it started to like there was a divide there. Yeah. And I started to find myself getting a little bit annoyed and then realizing like, is this once you get to be an adult over 35 or whatever, and you're not still like, Oh, we're in our twenties. So everybody's kind of up in the air. But at this point, is there a big enough difference between people that are very affluent and not? And remember one of the last guys that I dated was very affluent too. And I wonder if that could be one of the things that, that turned him off. And it's like, I don't know if it's necessarily like a bad or wrong thing. It's just like, you don't connect. Like, I don't think a guy would have problems
1: with that. Maybe it would just make you feel like you didn't have the same life experiences. And if it was me, maybe it would make me feel like I somehow would feel maybe sad that being a single mom and, 'Cause I know I used to be resentful, like when my mom and my sister were going around and it wasn't like even because my mom and my sister were wealthy and I wasn't, it was just kind of like you and I became mothers at very young ages. And so almost feeling like you kinda of got robbed of stuff and then just him talking about all of these amazing things he's done.
0: That- and so he's actually a widower. I think his kids were teenagers, early teenagers when kind she of passed away. Yeah. He'd said, well, have you never dated anybody that took you these places or whatever? And I'm like, no. no. And then I said, too, I was like, yeah, and I don't have, like, family around that could watch my kid. And I was like, my son's never spent the night at my mom's house. He's yeah. never had, like, an overnight at grandma's or anything. And his, his dad lives out of state. And um, he was like, oh, yeah, I do have a lot of family around. And, and we did have a nanny. And, we did, and so he not only has the finances, but he's got the support system. Yeah. Yeah, I was like thinking, I didn't like saying I haven't been anywhere. Yeah, that, that's another thing when he was asking, like, well, so what do you like to do like outside of quarantine or whatever? And I'm thinking, I'd like, you know, work every day and then try to spend time with my kid. And then, especially back, you know, six months ago, before I was, a, you know, out of that relationship, then I would have like one night a week and I felt like I had to give that to this relationship. And I'm thinking, having a career and being a writer. It's like, then if I have spare time, I feel like I need to be writing. writing. And, and I thought that when I've um, worked with people who had like billionaire kind of money, I have thought that I was like, I could see like, it would be really hard to date somebody that had that kind of money. And you just have such different experiences. Yeah. Like they've got the private jet and they're ne- even if they had a health issue, it's a non-issue for getting the medical, best the best care, right? And so they they will never understand what it's like to struggle or to not know how you're going to make that end meet or to have to make the sacrifices that we've made. So I don't know. It doesn't. It's not necessarily like um, a deal breaker, but it's something that it came up and was interesting. All right. So I think that we can probably end yeah this podcast yeah. here okay. because Let's. we've covered a lot of ground. We've got some guys' points of view. Mm-hmm. So change it up a little bit. Thank you for listening. Thank you for spending time with us today, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Yes, bye. Bye.